0: Welcome to the True, True Condos podcast, podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto.
1: Hello and welcome back to the True Condos Podcast. Special welcome if this is your first time listening to the podcast. I'm your host, Andrew LaFleur, and I am a realtor here in Toronto. I specialize in helping people to make money by investing in the Toronto condo market. This podcast is a chance for you, the listener, to hear from industry experts and insiders about what's really going on in the condo market. And we also like to find out where these insiders are putting their own money when it comes to condo investing. If you like this podcast, please go to truecondos.com and subscribe to get even more great content all about condo investing in Toronto. Okay, we have a couple of new reviews that came in for the show this week. Kay Hackman left a review, and he says, I do not have any investment money tied up in the Toronto condo market, but listen to this podcast because I have had some enjoyable conversations with Andrew about his work. Despite not knowing much about the condo world, the show has been quite enjoyable. Though I may not invest in the Toronto condo market anytime soon... Andrew has put together a great show to help urbanites connect with what's going on in Toronto and in other cities around the world. Thank you, Kay Hackman, for that review. And Dean Smith says, Asking the tough questions that investors and homeowners want to know, Andrew takes an unbiased approach. Good start. Keep going, Andrew. Again, thank you so much to you, the listener, for supporting the show and for leaving your reviews. They make such a big difference uh, to the show. Thank you so much. If you'd like to leave a review, just open up the iTunes store on your computer, search for the True Condos Podcast, and click on Write a Review. The reviews, once again, they really help get the word out about this show, and they help more people to find it, so thanks again. All right, now to today's episode. On today's show, I sat down with Jared Menkes. Jared is a third-generation condo developer with Menkes Developments, who are one of the top condo developers in Toronto. For all the show notes on this episode, just head on over to truecondos.com slash Jared. Okay, now here is my interview with Jared Menkes. Thanks for being with us today, Jared. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Great, um, so I'd like to start today, maybe if you could just tell us a little bit about your family's story, uh, take us back to the beginning, obviously before you were even born, um, if it's possible, whatever details you can share. Tell us how your um, how your family's company started and now became one of the dominant forces really in, in the Toronto condo industry. Sure, uh,
0: the company was founded by my grandfather, Murray Mankus. Uh, just about 60 years ago. We're celebrating our 60th anniversary this year. And uh, he started by building single-family homes um, in the GTA. Uh, From there, he started building industrial buildings. From industrial buildings, he started building uh, rental apartment buildings. From rental apartment buildings, he started building condominiums and office buildings. And he had three sons, and all three of the sons... uh, run three businesses within Mancus, um, obviously you know us from the condominium side, but we're also a very large player in the commercial industry. So we've built the Telus Tower downtown, we're, we're building One York, which is another uh, office building across from the Air Canada Centre, we've built millions of square feet of office and industrial and retail complexes, uh, including Empress, Empress Walk um, throughout Toronto. And we also have our, um, our single family division that builds from Ajax and Oshawa all the way to Georgetown in the West. So all over Toronto, we bring, build single-family homes, stacked product, and everything in between.
1: So all, all the uh, projects are in the GTA yes. itself. Has a company ever done anything outside? We have GTA in, or? in the
0: past, but not not since the 80s or okay. early 90s, I and should why say. Is,
1: why is that? Why the, uh, where other companies have sort of moved into different markets, Menkis has been very focused on the GTA it sounds like.
0: We have boots on the ground. We know this is our backyard. We know the city. There's lots to do in the city. We have, you know, we're the fourth largest city in North America. We're growing unlike a lot of other cities in North America. We continue to grow. Uh, There's a lot of opportunities here for everyone. So we haven't felt a need to move to any other cities and you know since 2005 we've we have places to grow. So condominiums are continuing to get more intensified in the downtown uh, core and all of Toronto, really. And uh, there's no need to work outside of Toronto for what we want to do.
1: Where's the focus? You meant you talked about the different arms, sort of the condominium, low-rise, commercial as sort of the three main. Exactly. Where is there a focus or a, a trend within the company towards one of the three, or is it three pillars of, of think, all strong together? Yeah, I think
0: my grandfather really... You know, as he built up the company, he found um, that there were three strong divisions and he happened to have three sons. And uh, they've kind of, they each run their own division that, you know, sometimes you have boom times for commercial and sometimes you have boom times for uh, condominiums and other times, you know, some are down, some are up. So they kind of all even themselves out. So it's been a really that's helped us be successful over the years, over 60 years, right?
1: Having that diversification. Exactly. So,
0: and it's really great because, you know, uh, unlike some family businesses, you know, some people don't get along, some people do get along, we, you know, we're into our third generation. I'm the eldest part of the third generation and there's three other cousins that are working in the company as well and kind of all working um, for one of the divisions and, you know, it's really a place where you can grow.
1: right. Um, now, how long have you actually been in the business, uh, the family business yourself, like full time?
0: I've been in Mancus for six years and prior to that I worked in commercial real estate okay.
1: in, uh, in Toronto. Now, I imagine, so six years, you, I imagine you probably could have chosen a different path, you could have done something else, you could have went into other businesses, but you decided to, um, just to be in the family business. Um, what do you what is what do you love about real estate development? What's your what's your passion with respect to development?
0: Well, I really get the opportunity to work on all sides. So you know, some people may look at real estate as you know just a business, right? Just another business. But for me, it's it's a place where you know you have your business, but you also are able to be creative. You know, from the design of a building, the interior design, exterior architecture, landscaping, working with the city you know, working with different retailers for the base of the building or any sort of mixed use that we do, uh, commercial, retail. Um, It's just getting to work on so many different sides of the condominium is is really great. I mean, We do everything, so we will go and buy a site, rezone it, work with the city, work with the design, work through the design process, work with, you know, agents like yourself, buyers, get to meet everyone along the way. And then also work on, we also do our own construction, and we'll build it ourselves. We have our in-house construction team. So we really do soup to nuts in the project and getting to actually, you know, buy the site and think about who's going to live here and then actually our customer service team moves everyone in and you know we get to have that opening night or that barbecue where we meet all the people that actually are living in the building it's just such a great experience so yeah. for me it's a it's a lot of fun to work there and then of course you know getting to work with my family i'm very close with my family whether it's my dad and my uncles um or my cousins we you know we all get along really well so it's fun coming into work every day
1: that's that's great um is there has there been in your time so far has there been like a highlight moment that stands out to you as something that you're really proud of that you've been part of so far? I think that
0: you know learning everything you know we I don't stop to, I don't stop learning and you know my dad my grandfather continue to my grandfather did continue to learn my grand my father is telling me every day he's always it's always he's always learning and I think. For me you know last year was a huge year for us we uh, we did 10% of the the market in the GTA um, we were the largest um, developer in the country actually uh, which was really exciting so that was a standout year but for me personally you know I just continue to grow with the company and you know every new project's exciting so it's really you know it's on to the next project and seeing you know something delivered and you know driving by that building every day and remembering that that's what brings me joy.
1: Shifting gears to the condo market itself, question that I like to ask everybody, and love to hear your take on it. Um, As a developer, is and as one of the biggest developers in in the GTA, is there a condo bubble in Toronto?
0: I think a lot of people ask that, and I think we did see a lot of products sold up until 2011, Um, and then 2012 we've you know starting to slow down, and I think. We're, we're in a really good position in Toronto because, you know, besides us having, you know, people talk about seventy five to 100,000 people of immigration into Toronto, we also have anywhere from fifty to 65,000 of what they call shadow um, immigration, which is uh, students and uh, short-term employees that are, you know, here for four years that are filling it. So our buildings are continuing to be leased up or rent, sorry, I should say bought up and then leased out or rented by, um, by tenants. So we're not, we're not the Miami, we're not Las Vegas, we're not Dubai. You drive around the city, lights are on in every building. Um, you talk to people on the street, it's still hard to find a rental in certain neighborhoods. Um, and I think from the development side, you know, it's, it's not getting any easier to develop. It's getting more costly. I think from that standpoint, you're going to see a bit of a slowdown in development. Um, land you know we can't create more land we can in Toronto and uh, people want to be in a location so you know there's only a certain amount of sites left that can be built out and I think there's still a great opportunity for buying in Toronto Mm
1: -hmm. do you travel a lot to other cities around the world and and you research other markets you mentioned a few cities (coughs) there do you do you look at a lot of other international markets and how does that affect what you do in your job here. Absolutely, I do a lot of traveling.
0: or uh, I used to do a lot of traveling. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we like to travel and see what's happening in other cities. But I think, at the end of the day, this is, you know, in my opinion, I love Toronto. I think Toronto's one of the best cities in the world. And I think we're we're getting there to being a world-class city recognized with the Hong Kongs, Tokyos, and New Yorks, Londons, Paris's of the world. You know, maybe we don't have that history, but we do, I think we have that future, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think it's nice to look at other cities and what they have. But I think it's even better to come back to Toronto and say, wow, what we have here is something very special. And a part of that, in my mind, is, is through the immigration in Toronto. Um, when people move to Toronto, you know, they're, they're st- sometimes starting a new life for themselves. And what that brings is a true entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, starting a new business, some- starting something special. And that's what's really cool about Toronto. You drive around and you have all these new restaurants popping up in different areas. And people, you know, whether they're wherever they're from in the world, they bring that style and that that culture with them to Toronto. And it's created a unique uh, city for us. You know, you go to the U.S. Yeah. and it's a real melting pot. You know, everyone's right. just American, right. which is not a bad thing. But I think Toronto has a unique um, side of it that a lot of cities can never replicate and and we should be proud of that and you think that makes toronto
1: attractive
0: attractive on global scale absolutely but i think you know it'll take more you know i'm uh, i think that we need more infrastructure and i think you know more subway lines um more transit um will help our city grow and i think it's needed in the city mm-hmm. um I, i'm a real urbanite i love to walk i love to bike I love to take transit. Yeah. I think it's a great way to get so around. You live in a condo. I do right now. I you lived do. in a condo since I moved out of my parents' okay. house.
1: Is it a Menkes condo?
0: <laughs> you know, we have only built condo. We we uh, we haven't Is built that a no? <laughs> I live in our competitors' buildings, and yeah. I've lived in two different competitors' buildings. Sure. And actually, interesting story to uh, to share with you. I've uh, I've bought in one competitor's building and another competitor's building, and one was a really great experience. And I bought with a brand name developer. Yeah. And pleasant experience. And the second one that I live in currently, um, I've lived in for six years now. Yeah. um, I bought from, you know, a developer that does one project every five years and not a name brand developer, but had a great site and a great price. Yeah. And um, our board's been fighting with the developer now since we took occupancy. Okay. And I think it's a real lesson for... For everyone out there, and and for myself, to know how important it is to buy from a brand name developer, and it's not just about location, it's not just about price, but it's who you're buying with. It's important to know what's going on behind the walls, how the product's going to be delivered, and and what kind of customer service is going to follow. Because that is really important. Because yeah. it's not just it's not always just about the price and the location. You have to think about who you're buying. This is a big investment for a lot of people, and for myself, and. Um, if I was to do it all over again, I would I would have bought from someone else.
1: Wow. Um, obviously, I'm not going to ask you to share uh, who, <laughs> the, who the developer is, but I definitely get your point, and it's something that I talk a lot about. Um, it's a big trend I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people about these days is the importance of buying from a quality developer. And there just really seems to be a, I don't know if you'd agree with this, almost a growing divide in the marketplace uh, as the condo market's maturing and and there are you know a lot of projects, there's a growing divide. I find between the A pl- A players and the B players, I call them like the you know, Menkes of the world, who are have been doing this for a long time and who really um, deliver what they promise, versus really everybody else. Who th- there is a lot of bad developers out there, and 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 buyers really need to understand that mm-hmm. and know who they're buying from.
0: Absolutely, and I think it's it's up to people like yourself to educate your buyers on what's happening. And uh, I think it's also uh, Terion. It's important for the buyers to be educated on the developer. And there's one way to track that is by going to the on website and typing in that developer and seeing, you know, what's their history? Have they had any issues? And on it's all public information. You can see if they've had issues with that builder before. Mm-hmm. So I, I always tell people, go to the Terion website, you know,
1: if you're going to buy from someone, know what they've built. It's a great, yeah, great tip, great resource for everybody. Check on website out if you haven't already. Um, what would you say is the, what's the biggest or some of the biggest issues or challenges facing the condo market in general right now that you see or, or moving forward?
0: I think it's the city from, from my standpoint. And yep. on the development side, I think it's, it's the city. Um, there's a lot of levies that are municipal charges, levies that are being implemented by the city, Um, our development charges just are, have gone up, they're actually doubling, which is a direct hit to everyone, I mean, including the consumer, those costs that the government is putting on is, is going right into the consumer, and everyone's being affected by it. So, you know, it's the levies that are being charged to the development, and it's also um, the timelines I mean the city is not making it easier to develop um, you know the amount of jobs that this industry creates is is one of the largest industries in in the city and yeah. in the country um, but on top of that you know it's it's very easy it's not very easy to get a permit anymore just to close a lane to unload you know some steel onto right. a site it's it's getting very difficult so I think because of that we're seeing a lot of the um, the older players in the game you know, they're starting to say, you know what is do we want to continue, you know, some of the family, other families uh, in the city are saying, you know what, do we want to continue to do this? You know, um, the city's not making it easier, should we continue to develop? Interesting. And I think there could be a changing of the guards and, you know, some of the older players that have been around may say, you know what, it's just getting too difficult, we're going to move
1: on mm. into something else. Interesting. Um, talking about some of the current projects that you've got on the go, specifically downtown, mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about 87 Peter first of all sure uh, here in the entertainment district how do you talk to us about like what do you you have another project down the street as well fabric tell what do you think about the entertainment district as an area as a location where do you see this neighborhood uh, changing and developing over the next few years because it has changed a lot over the past few years and and there's a lot of talk about you know the the entertainment district really is not uh, it's not the entertainment district that we knew, sort of in the 90s and even the 2000s.
0: Right. So, you know, what's changed here is that it's become kind of the dream that the city envisioned, which is a real 24-7 neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, people live, work and and party here. You know, yeah. there's entertainment, you know, there's the theaters, there's the Bell, uh, TIFF lightbox and everything. And then, you know, you have clubs, you have lots of restaurants. Um, but you also have office buildings. There's an office bu- building being built across the street. Allied is building a brand new office building. So there's lots of people that work here. There's lots of people that live here. Um, you've got the streetcar here on Spadina, one block, which can take you um, all the way up to U of T if you want. So if you're a student or you can walk three blocks to the to the financial core. So you're really in a neighborhood, right? a true neighborhood. So we've seen a lot of development in, it, in this neighborhood over the last few years, and I think there's a reason for that. And that's because of its proximity to everything you can have in a city. And you walk around this neighborhood and you can see, right? You can see how lively it is, right. there's action going on here. And, you know, we talked about traveling earlier, you know, and going to cities and what makes a world-class city. It's people on the streets, it's, you know, cafes, restaurants you know, where people are, you know, exchanging ideas and that's what you have here. You have people working in the building next door here Mm -hmm. and they come down and they go and they get a coffee and they sit outside and they exchange ideas. And then that turns into beers after work. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they go home and they change and they go out for dinner. You know, it's that neighborhood. You don't need a car. You barely need a bike here. You know, you can walk everywhere or you can take transportation. So I think this is a great neighborhood and, you know, we see it from a demand standpoint. You know, it's people are finding it. Harder and harder to find mm-hmm. a, a unit that works for them in this neighborhood. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of our favorite neighborhoods in the city, and I think we'll continue to have a presence here for a number of years.
1: You th- are you looking at other sites in this area, or do you have other sites we, we are, uh, in the we pipeline? Are, we are
0: looking at other sites, but it's it's continuing to get harder, as I mentioned before. There's no more surface parking lots that are easy to convert, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the sites in this neighborhood are have. Uh, existing office buildings that are historic that you can't touch right and which is great because it creates character and what it also but what it does for us is there's no more sites so it's it's definitely getting harder to find sites in
1: this neighborhood but we will we will uh, have other sites here keep working at it. yes (laughs) Um, talking about Harbor Plaza now um, that was obviously it was a huge success uh, for the company in the last year um, what can you tell us about that site? What's happening there? What What should people know about it? Sure. And there was a big announcement too recently about uh, the retailer who's going to be in the base there. So maybe yeah. talk a bit about Harbor Plaza. Sure.
0: So last year we launched our uh, West Tower for Harbor Plaza, um, and that Harbor the West Tower is part of a three tower project, uh, which is two million square feet. It's the largest mixed use development in Canada under construction right now and a true mixed use. So we've got an 800,000 square foot office tower um, which sits on a uh, five-story podium which is housing 200,000 square feet of retail which the announcement was Target. So Target's uh, building a store there which is really exciting because it's going to have everything you can imagine. It's not just a little convenience store at the bottom of your building. It's all sorts of shopping, grocery shopping, everything's connected there. So we're really excited about that, and we're also going to have a uh, food court in the building, and a gym facilities. So a fitness and and some other uh, like restaurant. a
1: private uh, gym yeah. on top of the actual gym for the residents of Harbor Plaza. It,
0: we're we're going to merge the whole thing into one large gym.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, okay. which
0: is really exciting. So all the residents are going to have that a new ac-
1: development. That's news to me as we're. It, talking. It's it's
0: all all the residents are going to have access to it. Okay. So it's uh, it's really exciting opportunity for the people that bought there because through their maintenance fees, they'll continue to have access to that. To a first-rate,
1: sort of uh, commercial-level
0: exactly gym, yep. right in the building. Exactly. So wow. it's really exciting. it's um, And it's also, of course, Path Connected. So if it's winter and you don't feel like putting on a jacket, you don't yeah. really have to.
1: Yeah, tell us about that. I mean, because the Path, people might have seen the renderings. It's a very cool thing that you guys have done. very I don't know if anybody's ever done anything. Quite they ha- like they, that in, Calgary, in toronto they, yeah
0: anyways. in Calgary they call it the plus 15. we actually have it up the street at our 25 york project the telus tower so it connects over york street and over with a bridge so um to the other office buildings on bremner so what we did here was well i'll tell you a bit about the path right now the path ends at the gardner so no one none of those apartment buildings or condominium buildings south of the gardner have access to path connection and right now they drive these school buses in the morning and they, they drop people off throughout the financial core to their offices or to the Union Station and people walk from there. Mm-hmm. Or you know they brave uh, our Canadian winters. But now, okay. they all of a sudden, we're bringing the path south of the gardener. So all those people that normally take these school buses or, or these buses um, up to the Union Station will be able to walk through our project. So what's happening is we're building a tunnel underneath the gardener right. that connects into the Air Canada Centre path. They've got a separate path that goes through there. And actually, because they the only way they would allow us to build this bridge and this connection is if the, t- if the bridge was removable. So, because okay. they need to do repair. You know, they're right. constantly repairing the gardener okay. in Toronto yeah. if you drive downtown. So, what we actually have it, it's on track. It's on a track. Wow. So, if they have okay. to repair where the bridge is, they, they move it they out. They move the whole tunnel. It's, it's on a track. Like so they'll move it, it over. to the east. They'll do the work underneath there, and then they'll slide it back wow. into place. So it's really cool. It's, it's never been done in
1: Toronto, and, um, and we're just really excited to be able to and connect everyone. Again, if pe- people have seen the rendering of the pictures, they know what we're describing. But if you haven't, um, definitely look online and check that out. But the, the tunnel is suspended from the Gardener Elevated Gardener Expressway itself. That's and right, but connecting uh, Harbor Plaza building with what's it? What's it connected directly to on the other right side?
0: Right into the Air Canada side. Right into the ACC. Right, which is has a path through it. Right, which is so from there you can path. get into Maple Leaf Square. You can get into Union Station. It's a direct hit into Union Station, so it's fantastic for anyone that works downtown or wants to get on the Union Station. Right, sorry, into Union Station or to the airport with the. Uh, a high speed express train to the airport.
1: And is the tunnel also going to be connected to the RBC yes. tower to the south?
0: Yes. So
1: that that's why,
0: you know, so that's Water Park Place Three. Mm-hmm. So Water Park Place One and Two is existing. They're building the third tower, which is the RBC Tower. And they're right now not connected to Path
1: either. So all three of those buildings will be connected through another above grade uh, tunnel. Great. So if you're if you're somebody's living in Harbor Plaza They've got this gym, the uh, membership included that you talked mm-hmm. about. They have a target, a massive target, not just a little. Hundred fifty thousand square feet. Hundred fifty thousand square feet target in the building. Full
0: size target.
1: Full size. Uh, they're also connected directly to at, at least two office towers as Wh- well.
0: No, uh, well, our, well, our own uh, office building, which mm-hmm. is going to house Sun Life Financial. Okay. And hoop. And hoop, right? So there, there are big tenants right now, and then you're going to be connected directly into Waterpark Place One, Two, and Three. A oh, One, Two, and Three. So right, three right. office the towers. Three, so three you're direct into you're, you know across the street. There's four office towers, and then one block up, you know, there's three more. So a right. uh, lot of you know employees. So a lot, lot of, of people
1: talk about the live, work, play kind of lifestyle, but let's face it, this is. This pretty much will define it, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was one <laughs> of the... cat you, you really got to live, work, play, everything without stepping outside. Yeah,
0: and that was one of the reasons we were able to get these big pension funds to move their offices out of the financial core down here because they said, you know, this is fantastic, fantastic opportunity mm-hmm. for our employees and, uh, and they're looking forward to that.
1: That's great. Um, are you, a, are you a condo investor yourself? Have you personally invested in some condo units? If so, can you tell us about what you've bought or what you tend to like to buy um, and what your sort of strategy is with, with your own condo investments?
0: Well, I keep keep one unit in every one of our towers that I've worked on. And so, like I said, I've only been at Mancus for six years. But um, in all our projects, whether it's 87 Peter, Fabric, Harbour Plaza, or 365 Church, i Try to keep one in every building and i look for a unit you know a unit that works for you know the right right mix so you know usually it's a, a small two bedroom and has you know the right yep. right amenities so okay. i what find do you like
1: what do you like about a, a two bedroom versus a one or one plus ten or a studio
0: it's a smaller square footage but you have to invest you have two tenants okay right? So one living room, bigger space. I think I think a lot of people say, you know what, what's the, the least amount of money I can get in for? Mm-hmm. And exactly. they're constantly looking, you know, there's a big talk about studios. But at the end of the day, who are the people that are actually living in the buildings? And that's what a lot of people, you know, if you look at that and you say, you know, who wants to live here? And people are, we say, you know what, for an extra 500 bucks, you know, or $600, I'm
1: going to get another tenant and we're going to have a bigger space to live in. Mm-hmm. And we'll be, you know, we'll be too. So you see that as a, you think that's a developing trend where as, as rents go up, as prices of, of property c- continues to go up, more yeah. and more people, especially young, you know, young professionals, will sh- be sharing spaces. Absolutely. Sharing and I, I don't
0: think there's a rush for young people to, you know, people, we're, mature, we're a maturing city. And people are just starting to grasp the, um, the concept of raising a family in a condominium. And you go to many cities around the world, whether it's, you know, Hong Kong or New York, you know, families live in condos. Mm-hmm. In Toronto, there's people kind of say, you know, okay, I'm going to have a family. I've got to find a house or I've, I've got to move out of the city. And, yeah. and I don't want to do that. I I want to continue to live in the city. And I think a lot of other people do. And I think we're, as we mature as a city, you'll start to see condominiums, more of a demand for condominiums that, you know, can accommodate a child right. or a growing family yeah absolutely. and and i i don't think having a two bedroom there's anything yeah. wrong with it if if it makes sense within that neighborhood
1: yeah and i think there's a lot of people that are exactly in the situation you just described where maybe they just got married or maybe they're having a kid or they're thinking about having that a uh, uh, family they're in a condo or they're downtown in, in a in an apartment they want to stay in that lifestyle they don't want to go to the you know the suburbs, or even the inner suburbs, sort of lifestyle, and, and shell out eight hundred or a million dollar, eight hundred thousand or a million for a low-rise home, but they'd rather stay in that condo lifestyle. So how how do you see the city, I guess, and the condo market developing towards that end?
0: I, I think a lot of this this new generation of you know twenty to you know mid thirties and you know getting up to forty. I think. They've kind of grasped this idea of living in an urban community and saying, "I don't want that commute like my parents had. I don't want to commute an hour. I don't, I don't always want to get on the the Go Train and sit there for an hour, or get in my car and and or even have a car." Right. So I think you'll start to see people paying a premium to live in the location that they want, mm-hmm. but within a condominium. And what we're seeing is we're providing for that. We're saying, you know what, we're going to give. More amenities, like at Harbor Plaza,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're our amenity package is massive. It's over and right. above what the city requires from us, and and I think we had a really great um, demand for our two-bedroom units there, and and same with you know this neighborhood as well, with all the parks
1: and the connections and schools. I mean, it's fantastic. Mm. Um. As you mentioned, nobody in 2013 nobody sold more condos than uh, than you guys in Menkes. Um, how do you top that? Well, <laughs> what, do you, what do you got coming forward uh, in 2014, yeah. or what, what? do you? What's what are you excited about?
0: So you know, um, it's easy to it's not easy, but I should say it's um, it's easy to say that we've sold the most condos um, in the GTA and we're you know one of the top developers in the country, but we have to deliver those. So 2014 for us, you know, we're starting five towers, right? We've never started five towers in one year. Um, We're really excited about that. And just we have to deliver those and we have to deliver them right. So, you know, that's really exciting for us. But on top of that, you know, what's new, what's coming. Um, we're excited about a project we have at uh, young Mm Neiglington that's going to be coming out this year, which, you know I think is one of the sleepiest areas that people are looking at right now with the LRT coming across Eglinton yeah. that's going to be a game changer for the city yeah. um, we haven't had a new lot you know some people complain that it's not a subway but you know what it's it's below ground right. it's transit and it's and it's it's not being talked about it's actually happening they right. finished all the tunneling it's not right. there's it's not stopping they're not stopping this train so it's happening, and uh, it's going to be a great connection for that, that point of the city. And also, the Young and Eglinton market is continuing to grow. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of tenants are moving up there because they see where young people are living, and that's one of the areas of the city that's happening. And uh, I believe it's Facebook. A lot of tech companies are moving their off their head offices. At, to Young and Eglinton. So you go there, you know, it, it's just as bustling as it is right here in the entertainment district. So yeah. I'm really excited about that project.
1: That's great. Well, thanks for that little sneak peek. You heard it here first. Breaking news, uh, project coming up for Menkes at Young and Eglinton this year. Um, and just a last question to to wrap it up. Um, as somebody who gets interviewed a lot by different media outlets and, and you know, guys like me who want to pick your brain, what's, is there one question that no one has ever asked you, but you wish they would, whether it's about yourself or whether about your company or about the condo market. Is there a question that nobody's ever asked you, but that you wish that they would? That's a good question. <laughs>
0: I've never been asked that question. Um, you know, I right or wrong, I tend to speak my mind most of the time in, in, in interviews and uh, you know, if somebody asks me, you know, do they think there's a bubble in the city or do they think that the city's overbuilt, I always give my honest opinion. And and I say, you know, look at the underlying element, you know, what's happening in the city. And, you know, you read these reports that come out of different media outlets, mostly from the U.S., and and they don't understand the shift in, that's happening in Toronto, which is what we've talked about. You know, um, we ha- we're the only city in North America with a legislated, Uh, urban boundary, which is the Greenbelt, where we have a Places to Grow Act from 2005-2006 that says, you know, build downtown. So I think there's a lot of misunderstanding and misrepresentation from certain media outlets, people writing reports on the city, and I think, you know, listen, you know, go to, um, you know, someone like yourself, you know, Someone that represents the condominium market and understands what's happening in Toronto and the shift that's happening, you know, from low-rise to high-rise. You know, there's no more low-rise being built. Our numbers, you know, we used to sell, you know, twenty thousand um, low-rise homes the city, and and deliver ten thousand condos. Now we're selling, you know, upwards of 18,000, 20,000 condominiums, and you know, we're hard pressed to sell ten thousand low-rise homes. So. You know there's a sh- there's a shift that's happened in the city, and I think it's both because of legislation and from a society change and moving into a city creating a more urban city and I'm really excited about that because I love living in cities mm-hmm. and uh you know if if you don't want to live in a city then there's lots of options around here as well you know you can drive twenty minutes and be in the country or yeah. in somewhat of countryside so I think Toronto's a great city and uh and I look forward to uh seeing many more people living here and being a world-class city
1: that's great so somebody wants to get a hold of you uh what's the best way to to reach you or find you online
0: sure absolutely they can reach me at linked on my linkedin profile and email me directly there it goes right to my my iphone
1: great okay there you there you go uh find jared on uh, linkedin if you want to get a hold of him. Well, thank you very much, Jared, for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your great insights, and hopefully we can uh, have you on the on the show again sometime. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jared Menkes. Um, just a, a personal comment. Uh, I've worked with a lot of developers over the years, and I can definitely say that Menkes is one of the best in Toronto um, I'd say they're the type of developer that I really love to get my clients to to buy with, my investor clients, because they really take a long-term view of the marketplace and of their business, which means they treat their customers very well uh, throughout the entire buying process so that these customers will continue to come back again and again for future projects. So that's a, that's a great developer to purchase a condo with and as I mentioned in the episode, there is an opportunity coming up with Menquez uh, very soon actually um, in the young and Eglinton area. So if you're interested in learning more about that once again head on over to truecondos.com and make sure you subscribe. Once again for all the show notes on this episode head on over to truecondos.com/ Jared and if you like the show, please leave me a review. They are greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening again, and until next time, bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.